0: Welcome to Tight Ends, an NFL and fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Fitz. Uh, I am the uh, Commissioner of the Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League and uh, I'm also GM of the Chilton Stallions. And this week, uh, we're going to be doing a special uh, series of rival podcasts from our league. We're going to bring in on uh, uh, special guests from the league. So this week, uh, my rival is
1: uh, this guy. In clown,
0: like the the lake, in rhyme. Mr. Steve Bland, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Right on. No, well, well, thanks. Well, thanks for joining, man. Thanks for joining. Like, I think it's, uh, I think it's a pleasure to have you on. I've got to say, out of the uh, four rivalries across our league, I actually think this is probably the friendliest. Yeah, um, for now. I look at, I look. Yeah, for now. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think you know, I look at the other rivalries and there's a little bit more bite to them. I think um the last two seasons uh we both won a title each, so I think we're probably the most content out of the uh of the other GMs of the league. So um yeah, so welcome aboard. It's just us two this week. Um and so, folks for you listening, um we're gonna be doing pod every two weeks over the off season. Uh, the next sort of three or four, we're going to be doing a lot of rivalry pods. So we're bringing on pairs of people from our league, and, and we're going to be asking a couple of key questions, uh, you know, who we thought the other team's best pick was, their biggest mistake, um, who their favourite, um, what their favourite play of the year was, I should say, and why they think they'll actually beat their rival next year. Um, but before we do, uh, we're going to take a few minutes out for our first uh, try, a new segment, um, before we dive into the rivalry section. And it's called this. All it. all it. Now, a couple of minutes before we started recording, uh, news broke and I had to get your take on it. And, and this news, for those who are listening into the pod, this happened uh, just a day ago. And you probably, I hopefully would have heard a little bit about this.
1: Breaking news here on first take. Lamar Jackson gave light to the situation in regards to his ongoing negotiations with the Ravens. Jackson stating in a tweet that he requested a trade on March 2nd after the Ravens have not been interested in meeting his value.
0: They're not interested in meeting his value. What do you make of the Lamar Jackson situation, man? No,
1: I, I, I can't believe it really because you know, it's been going on for quite a while now. I kind of felt like maybe something was going to happen early on. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what team it was going to go to, but things dragged on. People were making decisions. People were picking up quarterbacks. Obviously my favorite team, Raiders, picked up their quarterback. What a big deal about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, uh, so for, it, for this to happen now, honestly, it's an absolute shock. Um, when you mentioned it to me, I'd, I'd missed it on the news and I was like, wow, this, this, this is crazy. Like actually what team uh, is in a position to be able to take
0: him. Well, do, do you even think the Ravens are going to trade him? Like, the power's in their hands, right? They've tra- they've tagged him. They don't have to trade him. Like, And apparently that news report, and it's, this is a bit that surprised me, uh, was March the, was it March the 2nd, March the 3rd? That's like three weeks, three and a half weeks ago he requested a trade, and it's only coming out now.
1: It's crazy. I mean, did that happen because they were trying to negotiate with him? I mean, I don't understand how a negotiation takes this long um well uh, this is the
0: key right people everyone's saying if you look listen to the talking heads like the proper froze there's there's a lot of chatter about the fact he doesn't actually have an agent and he's doing it himself or he's doing it him and uh, he and his mum are doing it so like can you family always dangerous (laughs) what would that have been like for you if you and your mum were negotiating your next job what would that have been like
1: uh yeah, well, it, it it just would have been a false start, I think, unfortunately for my mum. But like, if I put a put some mums in, and you know, I don't know Lamar Jackson's mum very well, but like, you know, I guess some of these, you know, just want the absolute best, and to the point where maybe they could be blinded where they're being unreasonable. I mean, that's yeah. the only way I can imagine why it's dragging on for so long. Yeah, uh, but it's crazy.
0: Well, I I always think, and I don't know about your misses, but I think I think about my little boy and my other half and. He's like a little prince to her, and he can do no wrong. And I kind of think if she was going and negotiating a contract with the NFL or the Ravens with my little boy, there's just <laughs> there's nothing they're going to be able to offer that's going to make her happy. I don't think.
1: No, no, that's it. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen now. Is this just another craziness for this all to get sorted out in the end? I mean, obviously, I don't want to go into the new season with this mess with someone in a uh- bad place Uh, especially as we know what sports people are like right i mean their attitude and the way they're at means everything on the way they're going to play on the field so yeah yeah uh, tricky and i was just reading something about like should the colts go for him i mean can you imagine that yeah yeah they've got gap and you know which should should they go for him can they i see i was just you know seeing an article about that i mean again i can't see that happening i just i can't see what the alternative is of this not getting sorted out right now how about you?
0: I just well, it's, it, the draft hasn't happened yet, so there's that in the back of my mind as well, right? Because yeah, there are a couple of teams who need a quarterback. There's you know the Jets as well who potentially might get Rogers, maybe Colts. Uh, who else is out there? Panthers who traded up to the first pick. Uh, oh, yeah. Falcons. You've got a couple of teams who are clearly in need of a quarterback. I don't know. It's I, I always think if you're if I'm a fan of the Ravens, neither of us a fan of the Ravens right you're you're a Raiders fan I'm a 49ers yeah. fan which adds to our rivalry I think by the way and yeah uh, <laughs> true but I but I think I think neither of us I just if you're a Ravens fan you don't you know, if you know your star quarterback hasn't been able to negotiate a contract for months with your team and now a month ago or close to a month ago asked to be traded like you just want rid of him don't you I That's, I can't why would you want to keep- yes yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, well, that—that's the thing. This—this this just creates bad atmosphere. No matter where you look at it, right? The fans, the club, yeah. the other players. Um, it's—it's it's not good. Um, but this feels like almost a bit like a circus right now, so it wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this gets sorted out quite quickly now.
0: On it. So let's well, yeah, see. I he, don't know. This, well, him coming out and saying all this probably is, like you say, the trying to get it all sorted now. He's trying to press the nuclear button, I guess. And uh, well, look, yeah, yeah. let's see what happens. It's uh it's interesting. We we it's only just came out in the last couple of hours like, a lot oh, less than an hour ago since yeah. we recording this pod. So <laughs> by the time this, you listen to this folks, uh things might have moved on again. Um you might have been traded or you might have signed a contract for what we know. So we'll see. But look, let's get let's get stuck into the Rivalry pod and um each week we're gonna ask uh, the rivals a couple of questions, as I said. Um but before we do, it's only right uh, we've introduced your team. Let's introduce the Chilton Stallions. My all, my the Where are you going? That's my new theme tune for my Championship Chilton Stallions from last year. I've got to say, it's it's. What do you think? That's a nice little tune, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Before. it's all right. <laughs> It's, it's not what not.
1: I would pick, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. well, you know. It's friendly.
0: Um, well, uh, let's get stuck in. Let's get straight to the to the nub of it. let will take one question at a time. We'll flip a coin. Let me get a coin, uh, for, which is great podcasting because no one can actually see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, heads or tails? Tails. Tails, you've got it. So do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go second. Oh, you're going second. Okay, so uh, let's dive into question one. So question one was, who did we both think each other drafted that was a great pick, your best pick? And this is my choice for your team. Pollard, right up the middle, Tony Pollard, breaking free, Pollard,
1: cuts back, Pollard, all the way, touchdown Dallas!
0: Tony Pollard, man, you picked him in, like, I looked this up because I was looking, flicking through the draft results from last year. It was, like, round 14 or something. It was, like, it was in the teens, and I couldn't believe it. Like, I literally could not believe it. I was, like, what a, what a pickup that was. Like uh, Everyone thought Zeke was the kind of belt carrier for the team, for the Cowboys, and Pollard, like, last year would get some touches, but not enough to be worthy. And he just, he blew it away, man. I I honestly think that was like, I don't know if you knew what you were doing. (laughs) I I, I always assume you do because you're, obviously, you're one of the more sort of including managers of our league. But that was a great pick, man.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that. It feels like it stings a bit because I also let him go. Um, But... (laughs) You know, yeah, with uh, so I can't work out if this is the whole rivalry thing going on now again. But yeah, with with, with Pollard, <laughs> um, I think I don't know if you remember, but I actually had him in my team the previous year as well. Um, yeah. And he was like having the old game here and the old one there. And like you could I, I was watching this guy all the time because my daughter's a Cowboys uh, fan and he just yeah. got so much talent. My worry was, is I went. I think I, I picked him so late because, again, yeah, the whole Zeke Elliott. Was he going to come back? Was he going to storm it? Was he not going to get a chance? I think there was a lot of news around. They were back in Zeke, um, and obviously that changed over the course of the season. Um, and that really yeah. changed once I let him go as
0: well, yeah. which was yeah. uh, which was painful. He really took off then. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I just looked. I looked at him and thought. Um, and, and to be fair, and like to give you a little flavour for the sort of listeners, your some of your team. Sort of stars like Cooper Cup, who you had last year, Devonte Adams. I looked at them, and Cup got injured, but he would—he was—he's always been great the last two years for you. Uh, Adams had the issues with Derek Carr, and you know, up and down games. I don't think he was nowhere near what he was at Green Bay, was he? But still, a great, great receiver. And I think for me, I looked, and for me, I looked, and it was—it was not intentionally meant to sting. Uh, I looked at the value because you got him at such a low round, round fourteen. I thought the value there. For what he had produced over the course of the season, albeit not all for you, I just like that guy. That's a great, that's a steal. I would take that in a heartbeat next year. So, yeah. um, so hats off to that pick, man. Let's, let's flip it over and uh, let's hear who you picked as my best pick.
1: Minshew has one on one. Well, what do you say? I mean, you know, AJ Brown was um was also immense. I mean E Eagles obviously fantastic, but um AJ Brown was just just incredible. I mean he started okay. I don't I mean, I think he only had off the top of my head, I think he only had three maybe bad games, the way he didn't score that many points. Otherwise, yes. you know, he was smashing out of the park. Always sort yes. of mid middle teens, high teens. I think Pittsburgh he got forty odd points off the top of my head. But the last yep. four games when we're coming into um uh, you know, our quarterfinals and, 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 our own Super Bowl. I mean, he, he was just great. He was solid, right? I think he got 20 points on average in those last four games for you and, um, yeah, yeah, fantastic player. Really, really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, really good. I, I, I got him sort of middle, I think it was like six or sixth round or something like that. Um, and I just, I, like you, I, I didn't have him last year when he was at the Titans and I saw him come across and none of us predicted the Hertz thing, right? And when Hertz started, Kind of getting loads of rushing touchdowns, and him and Mar Sanders were, and I was like, oh god, oh god. But he was, if any, if there was one guy catching uh, touchdowns, it was just him, and long, long like bombs down the field as well, right? Like that clip from the Saints game again, and that's was Minshew as a quarterback as well. And uh, I had like of my receivers, I think you're like you're spot on. Like, I look at my receivers: and I had Diggs, Chase, Waddle, Brown uh and Wilson at towards the end. And like all great receivers, right? All really good Chase got injured a bit. Diggs tailed off towards the end. And I think you're right, whereas Brown just picked up. So um you know what? On that first round, I'd give that to you. Like, you know, Brown's a I think yeah, it was a higher pick than Pollard, but uh but performance towards the end of the season and overall I think just edged it. Um okay, let's dive into question two. Okay, question two was, what was their biggest mistake of your rival this year? And uh, we'll flip it over, so I'll play this one first and, and hear from you about why you think this was my biggest mistake.
1: Artadini, second and ten. He's trying to navigate a very dangerous part of the field. Jump the initial push. Did he get out of the end zone? I don't think he did. No signal yet. Now they say safety. Yeah, I mean... Nick Chubb, right? Who would have thought you'd have been saying that? Especially, I think probably all the way through the first seven, eight, nine weeks, he absolutely nailed it. This guy, yeah. Yeah. and obviously being rivals, we definitely want to beat each other in every game. Um, so you know, I I I just remember looking back and thinking, okay, yeah, your team is going to smash it up. And um, actually, if you hadn't played Chubb and you played Swift. And you, def- you I mean, you would have beat me only by a few points, maybe even a couple of points, but you would have beat yeah. me in that game, and you would have been. It would have been two and zero versus me this season. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the biggest mistake. Now, if that's the mistake one player in one game, I mean, that shows how good your season was. Really, you had a great yeah, team.
0: I'll tell you, that. that's very kind of you, sir. I think the thing about Chubb was, and and maybe this is karma in a weird, really weird, weird universe. Right, in a weird way, this is karma. Because I recorded on a pod last year. I was raging about Deshaun Watson. No one was allowed to pick him. He eventually finishes his ban. He comes in. And then once Watson was in, Chubb was, in my opinion, next to effing <laughs> useless. Like, they weren't running as much. And when they were, it was a bit of Hunt and a bit of Chubb. And yeah. I just, I just, I was just, I was, I looked at it, in my head I was looking at it going, Watson's been out for over a year and a half. They're just using the last whatever it was, five or six games, and they're just getting him to throw the life out of the ball to get him back into shape for next for the season that's going to come up now. And they've just binned off the season. And why give it to your best player and the most productive player? As you said, Chubb was tearing up for the first eight or nine-odd games. And I just... Deshaun oh, just, I, I, Watson, I had an, it was an extra layer last year for me, for yeah. why I did, really fucking didn't like him. <laughs> Stop oh. fucking throwing the ball. Give it to Chubb it's just
1: so crazy I mean you probably could have traded him in week 7 or week yeah. 8 just before yeah. he hit the buy right yeah. you could have probably yeah. traded him for any player you wanted
0: almost did at that point yeah almost did I almost did oh, uh, if you had uh, done that would have been epic that would have been yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay right well here's my uh, here's my pick for your biggest mistake last season Pollard right up the middle Tony Pollard breaking free Pollard
1: touchback pollard all the way touchdown dallas
0: is that man again tony pollard right yeah i could not um, you, you 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 saw this before it even we even got to this section you got rid of him mm. what like did you i can't remember did you, did you trade drop him, him or did you you traded him dropped him
1: no no, you dropped no, him. No, no? no, because at the start, and I mean I haven't got the stats of the of the player in front of me right now, but I just remember at the start he wasn't getting much games. Okay. Um and it literally from the moment I dropped him yeah. um and it was um it was the Grizzlies, wasn't it, who picked him up. It and was, I think yeah. they picked him up the week or two after and uh, and that's it. He was off, you know, he was getting more and more game time and he just turned into an epic player. But I was I was panicking a lot in that first. Obviously, my first season I won it, and I would love to have won it a second in a row as well. (laughs) And I was just, I was going crazy on waivers, trying to pick players up, and uh, yeah, uh, and that was that was a mistake. And yeah, that was I was two big mistakes I did last season, and and that and that was that was the biggest.
0: Do you remember roughly what week it was? Roughly, roughly, was it early sort of four, five, six? Yeah, it's going to be like that. You, you yeah. could probably look at it at
1: his points on his stats in his games yep. and, and and you'd be able so to work
0: it out. His his points week by week. Week 1 5, week 2 19, week 3 11, week 4 1, week 5 14, week 6 7, uh and week 7 was 12 points, right? So um, I think it was around that. I think it was t- then. It's going to be six or seven. Yeah, I probably then, had enough. I put yeah. him in
1: again, and he hadn't yeah. done well, and that was it. I was done.
0: <laughs> and then and then from week eight onwards, Boom. 34, 22, 37, 8, 24, 22, 14, 14. Yeah,
1: thanks for just so am <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just it's bringing it all back now. It's bringing all last season yeah, back. Yeah, sorry about know. that. <laughs>
0: That's all right. That's all right. I just
1: look at that one and look at Amari Cooper, and I go, God damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, then to the breaks... Okay, right. So I, I've got to be honest, and um, it's not really unfair on you because we don't have Flem to kind of be the judge. I think round one you win. I think that round I win. I think Pollard, yeah. you dropping Pollard was some me keeping job, right? So I think that's oh, one yeah. one. Um, the uh, go on to our uh, third question. Okay, and this third question was, what was our favourite NFL play of the year? And uh, let's let's hear what yours was first.
1: Jacob. Jacobs with running room right up the middle. Jacobs is on his way. The Raiders are going to win this game. Uh, well, well, well. That was, uh yeah, if you, have, if you haven't seen it or can't remember it, I would definitely go and watch it again. I mean, I've got to be honest, actually picking the best player of the year was a little bit difficult. There were so many amazing plays, like certainly a lot of plays where there was... uh um, you know, where it's huge long runs from 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 defense and scoring touchdowns, some amazing throws like last minute stuff. But this one for me was great because I'm a Raiders fan. You know, we were in overtime against uh, Seattle, and uh, just for for him to score that and it was an awesome TD as well. It was brilliant, 86 yards. Happy days. I was feeling great, and I was thinking, are we going to turn it round? Because. We had a really poor start of the season, and I was hoping that we were going to have a nice comeback towards the end. And uh, but we didn't. Uh, but it's still great play for me.
0: That 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 play kind of really enshrined him as the top running back this year, both in NFL sort of uh, circles as well as fantasy, wasn't it? Like that yeah. was, I think that was like a 40-point week for him, wasn't it? Like he just yeah. absolutely crushed it, like for the. Um, God, who had him? Didn't uh, Nick at the Sharks in our league had him? I think. Yeah, by accident, I think. I <laughs> don't know what happened, but yeah, he had him. Just <laughs> <But that, laughs> by accident. But that was that was the thing that jumped out to me. Like when you said that was your favorite player, I just I, I went back and watched the clips from that game and against the Seahawks, which I always enjoy when the Seahawks do badly, even against the Raiders. And uh, <laughs> uh and that was right at the end, right? That was it. Yes. Like, Last. Just, yeah. Right at
1: the end. Right at the yeah. end. It, it was 34-34, uh, uh, wasn't it? And then bang. Um it was, it was amazing. And I think, I don't know, it's like for some reason, I mean, you know, we all we all saw him do really well. But, like, it was a real surprise for so many people, right? I mean, he absolutely nailed it last season. And I'm really excited to see what he's going to do again this season. I think we're going to be very much a running back team again, Raiders, this year. Um, well, you're going well, to have to be with that quarterback you've got. Uh, yeah, bad quarterback. Lost our tight end as well you know just being proud of now. You didn't, yeah you didn't lose him you traded him away <laughs> traded him
0: away I know yeah, I just, yeah. that just makes no sense ok right Let's, yeah. here's my favourite and I was caught but like you so many great plays to pick from you, you went kind of you went hometown with your team so I did the same
1: third down and three quick throw what a catch Samuel stays upright terrific catch and run one on one with Ramsey can't bring him down Samuel, highlight reel! touchdown
0: hey, for me it was a choice between that and a and a Marcus Jones defensive uh, touched touchdown. I am a big I love defense, but also love Debo and and I was against the Rams and I think it was seven six at the time and uh uh and and the little bit that just edged it for me was the fact that Ramsey, you know, who's now the Dolphins obviously, but Ramsey a little drawing away and you know Probably thinks he's a very Big Bollocks of the uh, defensive backs in the league. The way that Devo just sort of time and again handles him his ass uh, on a plate. So uh, that was, I just remember watching that and just the way just Debo runs past and through people. Uh, yeah, the way he avoided Ramsey was seamless on that play. Like it probably wasn't the most spectacular catch uh, or run, but it was when I put it together and it was because it meant something. Like yours did. It meant something yeah. to you. Yeah. This one means to me. You know what I mean? It's always going to have an edge, I think, when it's in your own team.
1: And I think, you know, I, I, I remember, I remember watching Debo Samuel in those first few games. Of, yeah, I think it was week four, week five, maybe that one was, it was early on, but like he was looking good. And I think that was probably one of his biggest scoring points games, right? Against the Rams. And you're thinking, oh, Debo, geez, he looks good. I mean, he, in the end, he, he blew hot and cold for the rest of the season, right? He did. But, you know, um, but that was, that, that was a great game. Probably his best game.
0: Uh, he, well, yeah. and this is a challenge, right? He blew Hong Kong a lot when McCaffrey joined. Ah, uh, yes, true. Because you've got Kittle, who became hot towards the end. Ayuk, yeah. who, was, who was becoming more established as another wide right receiver. Debo being Debo. But then you've got CMC in the backfield, but also catching plays and all that. Yeah, hell. and it's, Was he injured it's, at the end as well? I can't remember. Uh, he missed... Uh yeah he missed a couple of games towards the end of the season during yeah. our playoffs yeah so if you yeah. yeah if you if he was on your team but you wasn't on either of our teams then it would you would have been raging a bit, but he yeah yeah, yeah he was um but he came back for the playoffs but yeah it's he's one of those players that he's a great great player for, for a fan, but for a fantasy manager, you kind of look at it and go, oh, yeah you know in yeah. out
1: in, out, what do you do yeah yeah,
0: yeah if I leave him in he'll get five points and McCaffrey will get 35. And if I play him, if I don't play him, uh, he'll, he'll throw a pass for a touchdown or something. So It reminds
1: yeah. me of Cooper. It reminds me of Armari Cooper. That's probably why I let him go. Cause I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't rely on him. It was off on, off on, off on. You
0: don't want to, you don't want the pain, do you? You don't want no. the pain of, of oh, fuck's sake, did I pick him? Like that pain leading up to the decision. And then the pain of watching it, you're getting the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing worse. Nothing worse. I, I, I got, cheers, uh, man. I honestly, I think you edged that one just only slightly because I think yours was the end of the game. Uh, and it was a ma- massive run. Uh, so I love Dio and that touchdown against the Rams, but we've owned the Rams apart from one game recently in the playoffs last year. So, um, I'll give you that one, Jacobs. Nice. Jacobs, uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. You're 2 1 up. Okay, let's touch on our last uh, question. Okay, and our last question in our rival pod this week between the uh, OBS Wolfpack and the Chilton Stallions is why you will beat your opponent next year. Now, just to set the record straight beforehand to you for first honours, uh, um, our overall record, we've only been in the same league for two years. We've played each other five times. You lead the series three games to two. So it's quite close. It's quite even. You were champion two years ago. I was champion last year. So, you know, both kind of well storied franchises. Um, so with that as a kind of backdrop, why are you going to do uh, the uh, double over me next year and beat me two and O to go five and two?
1: Yeah, we'll I have to be careful how heavy I go here because this <laughs> is one of those things where you, you come back to that conversation in the WhatsApp group or when you're on the pod and uh, and you get yeah. ripped to pieces. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, you know, for for me with you being the commissioner right the gaffer so to speak in our league right it's for me there's nothing better than than whooping your <laughs> ass um because you know you're the guy who knows the most generally when we're talking about stuff so so for me yeah I, I i just feel like i've had two seasons i've won one um didn't do so well in a second but but still was okay and i think i've learned a lot about um not making the same mistakes on waivers and using my positions too quickly and, and thinking further ahead. So yeah, I'm feel I'm feeling confident. I've I you know I do well when I'm picking up the players at the start of the season in the draft. Um I think I just need to keep my eye on the prize with keeping hold of my players and I'll be in a good position.
0: Have you decided who your keeper is yet? No. No.
1: No. That's that 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 that's gonna be hard, right? Because uh obviously I wanna say cup but I just don't like the team around him. Um it's, it just feels like it's falling apart, right? It looks like it they've gone from a hero to zero. But um it's it's gonna be very hard for me to drop him at the same time because you know, prior to his injury he he was epic. So I think I'm just gonna have to watch how he comes along in preseason and how things develop and um I'll keep I'll I'll keep my eye on it. Um if okay. I don't keep him then I guess you, you got to think, is it going to be
0: Adams? But I don't know. I'm not so sure. I think, yeah, it's not as easy for different no. reasons this year for you. Um, I, I, I'm going to be on. I'm going to take a shot here, and why I think we're going to kind of level the playing field next year. Uh, I'm going to take the gloves off, and I, the reason why I think the Stallions will uh, do the Wolfpack in two and zero this year is the live draft. This year, uh, we've always do a draft live, but virtual. This year will be our first ever in person live draft, as you know. First in the history of our league over the last 11 years. Uh, And you've been, this will be your third year. And there was a a bit of banter and a bit of controversy in year one when there was chat about uh, assistance by uh, AI and bots. And and it was all in good, Jess. And I don't think we put anything by it. And uh, for those of you who use the NFL app, it was the fantasy plus or whatever it's called yeah a couple of not just you a couple of people used and so you got a bit of ribbon from all of us about you know you didn't really win the league in your first year the robots did and all that kind of thing so I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look at I look at this live draft and I'm going to be like a fucking hawk around you lot making sure the laptops can be open if we're allowing some sort of devices but if I see any hint of an, a robot telling any of you particularly the Wolfpack what to be picking I'm going to be on that like a tramp on chips, my friend. I, yeah. I, uh, but more importantly, more importantly, I think the live draft will enable some mind games and, uh, and some, and some winding up. And, um, and actually you, I don't think you'll come worse off out of the whole, uh, league of eight people. It's only a small league to those who are listening. Um, it's quite, uh, deadly in the chat and it's quite competitive, but, um, I always think you'll be there or thereabouts, but I just think there'll be a little, Chink, for me, in doing a draft live, I back myself in that scenario, and I think that's that's my one edge. I think throughout the course of the season, you'll make some great trades, you'll make some great waivers, you'll make some great selections, and you'll make some mistakes, as we've heard earlier, Pollard, just like I will, Chub. suck it in again, um, yeah, Cheers. yeah. No worries, uh, <laughs> but you know, I think uh, I think the live draft will be my edge this year because I I I don't do well on drafts. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my. I look at my history. You know, when you do, if like, people who do a draft and you get like an email afterwards from like whichever platform you use, sometimes they say, "Oh, you did really well," and we think your projection is going to be a seven and seven season or something. And I think the last every year I've won it, definitely. And then I think most of the years I've done it over eleven years, I've had shockingly bad draft kind of reviews. And I looked at my team in the final. Uh, I'd be Fleming and half my team wasn't drafted by me wow half you know because there's stats yeah. how yeah. many people on your starting lineup did you pick up from trade to ah. and i looked wow half, half my team were pickups or trades and um and so i think if i do anything better than just bang average and the draft in the live draft setting then i think oh, i'm gonna that'll it give me off it. yeah because that's, my that's,
1: that's good feedback I mean it's good feedback I mean it is going to be interesting I mean you know for me I mean if I, I think if that this had happened in my first season it would have been game over because yeah I mean I was still learning what the hell was going on right um, as yeah. yeah. I was a feel more comfortable with it now I think the hardest yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting I mean we all I guess have our own ways of picking I actually think that there's a lot of people in our fantasy that use a lot of help through the draft so um whereas like yeah i do use a bit of help you know advice you know who should you go for but i do have a big list and i do a lot of research beforehand i i look at the up-and-coming players and if you remember there was a few players i picked that were kind of up-and-coming and risky like Alave yep. and, and and a few yep. others that did really well for me if they he didn't did get him. injured i give you that um and yeah, I I took I did I did take a couple of risks there and it and it definitely paid off. Um, Sam Brown was another one right. You know, I felt like he was going to be up and coming and he did epic. He was um, a star.
0: Yeah, another great pick. Really good so job.
1: I think you know. In the, the day, it's like all these things, right? You can do all the research, but you, know, you just have to go with your gut, right? Um, when it's happening, but it is going to be frantic. I think it's going to be really frantic doing it this way round because I think there'll be, <laughs> it's going to be more stressful. I need to make sure I've done four or five beers this time round <laughs> in preparation for it. It's going to be live, fun.
0: Well, like a, a live heckling in front of you. I think that'll be, I think there'll be objects thrown at some point. Uh, yeah. yeah that yeah. I, um, you're leading 2-1. And as we enter into that last round, I can't give it to myself um, because, as I said, it's a friendly rivalry and I tried to give you a little bit of needle, but you still have uh, come across as a gentleman, sir. So I'll, I'll call that last round a, uh, a score draw. So overall, you probably win this rivalry podcast. Uh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's not a signal of things to come. Um But uh, look, pleasure having you on, man. Pleasure having you on. Um We'll have you hopefully back on again throughout the off season as we start to ramp up towards that live draft and and the next fantasy season. Your third, um, and and we'll see whether you can improve on that three and two record against the uh, champion stallions from this year. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's quite nice doing this um, in a relaxed situation right now because you know there's no pressure just yet. Um, things start to change as we, as, as we know once things kick off. But yeah, it's good to do a couple of pods where everyone's calm and relaxed.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see how our rivalry goes this year. And long, long may it continue, long may it continue. Um, yes. So Steve, pleasure having you on, sir. Thanks for your time and, uh, and we'll see you in a couple of months done. Thanks, awesome. folks, for listening and, uh, catch our next rivalry pod. You'll be hearing the, uh, lino of the Renegades. Uh, up against uh, Nick Walter of the Bifleet Sharks. They'll be doing a rivalry pod in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, If they can get their act together and we can get Nick off the golf course. So uh, (laughs) listen up for that one, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) Lovely stuff.